0: Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Thursday. Do you know where your franchise quarterback is? I think he's probably in California chilling, waiting for this trade to go through, just like everybody else. My goodness, this thing continues to drag on. The Jets, and the Packers, in a stare down. What's the holdup, people? What is the holdup, I ask you? I mean, pretty obviously, it's the 13th overall pick. The Jets don't want to give up, and the Packers want, and then some, for the services of one Aaron Charles Rodgers. There, I answered your question. Can we move on? I'm kidding because it was my question. I put it in the, in the headline because, like, that's all anybody's talking about. Like, I try to steer conversations towards any other aspect of the Green Bay Packers. Hell, I even lightly suggested to some folks that maybe we could do content around something else, and, you know, this is all anybody wants to talk about. Apparently, Um, even though the Packers brought back uh, Justin Hollins, a really promising young linebacker who was a former draft pick for the Broncos, spent a couple years and won a ring with the Los Angeles Rams and then was picked up by the Green Bay Packers off waivers from L.A. last year. And I I tell you, the young man played pretty darn well in limited time for the green and gold last season and the Packers re-signed him today. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, A guy who not only showed a bit of acumen when it came to rushing the passer, I believe he had nine pressures to go along with three sacks, uh, but also held up pretty damn well against the run. And God knows the Packers need all the help they can get in that regard. So, Hollins, let us celebrate him today and think the news about the quarterback will happen when it happens. And that is how we carry on, ladies and gentlemen, including saying hello to all the friends and Loved ones in the comments section, of course, leading with Big B is here. What's up, Big B? How you doing? Hope you're having a good day, wherever you are, buddy. Uh, Terminal Frost, which, of course, is a fantastic Pink Floyd track and also a great handle on YouTube. Thank you for the super chat. A self-named billionaire from New York told the Jets to just get Roger's deal done. He said he would get Mexico to pay for it. I won't mention the idiot's name. Skirt in the line there, Terminal Frost. Skirt in the line. Not trying to talk uh, certain subjects here on this here channel, but I see what you did there. I'll allow it this one time. Just this one time. Brandy's here. Good to see Brandy. How are you? Uh, we got Ed Pierce. What's up, Ed? Any tips for how to control the gloat factor when the Packers go undefeated this season? Yeah, wake up. That will uh, probably do it for you. Uh, temper your desire to gloat because you'll be done dreaming once you wake up and they're like three and five or whatever they're at. So I'm not saying they're going to be three and five, but they could be. I mean, look, I think Jordan Love is going to be really good. And I think the Packers are going to be eventually title contenders down the road. I don't think it's going to happen this season. And I think they're going to be in for some rough times. Um, But hey, you want to be gloating when they're like two and zero or three and zero or whatever they start out as, and they're undefeated, and Jordan's playing well. Like go to it, man. I have I have no tips, no tips or tricks, no tips or tricks. Gary, thank you for the super chat. The national sports media is replete with advice to the Jets on how to take the upper hand in their trade negotiations with the Packers. They still have a problem with Green Bay's success. It has been interesting watching that tide somewhat turn against the Packers. Although, you know, to quote my good buddy Matt Ramage, man, people been waiting for it, man. People been waiting on the Packers. And the people been praying on the Packers downfall. I say bring it. All the people with slights, all the people who are sick of the Packers, sick of watching them win so many football games over the last decade plus two decades. Oh, I'm sorry, three decades. Yeah, it's fine. I get it. I understand you're sick of it. You want their downfall. I'm sorry to inform the haters It's not coming. It's not going to happen. Yes, they may take a bit of a downturn this year. Probably nothing worse than we saw last season. And then it's time for Ascension again. So enjoy it while it lasts. Get your shots in right now. Line up behind Mike Florio. He leads the procession. Get your little jabs in on Green Bay because they'll be back. And then you'll have to deal with another decade of winning. So enjoy. I can't wait. Gary's out here saying, let's accept our two seconds and move on. I think there's a good chance that's where we end up. I hope we get the 13th overall pick, but we end up with a couple seconds, maybe another pick, and then a conditional next year. I'm down with that as well. I'm with you as far as wanting to move on. There's zero question about that. Joe, thanks for the Super Chat. Don't Packers Jets know we have mock drafts to do? I mean, seriously, they can't drag this out till the draft how oh, people are going to mock anything if we don't have what's in hand draft pick wise come on people won't someone think of the draft industrial complex undefeated says tyler as long as we sweep the bears and at least split with the vikings it'll be a good season it's not a, it's not a bad not a bad way to look at it i mean hell that was basically our season last year the fact that we beat the cowboys too oh mm, we can't beat that with a bat Love it, Atomic Hound. What's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. What's your over under for Sunday noon home games this year? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm home games now. I think they're going to have a number of noon kickoffs, but most of them will most likely be on the road. I suspect they will have two noon home games. That's my guess. That's where I'm sitting right here, right now. <laughs> People, don't be be besmirching my good friend Rich Eisen. I know he's a Jets fan, but we can't, you know, all be perfect. So, whatever you're going to (laughs) do. Ray, no 12 talk. Please stop. I want to talk about my draft crush, Peter Skaronsky, and the huge story to be with him and the late Grandpa Bob, number 73. Ray, legit one of the major reasons we have him on the Cheesehead TV Pro Football Draft Guide. The 13th year in a row we've created one. To have a legendary family represented on the 2023 Pro Football Draft Guide. Absolute honor. It's out, available April 3rd. I just put up a video here on the channel. You can check out a little little peek of what last year's guide looked at if you're not familiar. But yes, 100%. Really, really hoping he becomes a Green Bay Packer. You know what would make it really easy? If we had two first-round picks. That would make it really, really easy. Uh, it'll be a learning curve, but that's okay. Keith, see, that's that's a healthy attitude, and that's exactly right, hundred percent. There will be a learning curve this year, especially for Jordan Love, and that's okay. And that's what to that's what should be expected, no question about it. I love the noon games. I love the noon games too. I just I'm of a you know I, I can find good stuff about every kickoff time. I will say the 4:25s Eastern. 325 Centrals, those are my favorite, especially if if I'm in Green Bay. Because then you get a good lead up as far as, you know, tailgating and prep and what have you. But you're also not up until like 3 a.m. creating content after the game. So I'm I'm down with, with the late afternoon kicks. But yes, the noons the noons are sweet. You just don't get as much tailgate time. But that's fine. Jeff Ness, what's up? Thanks for super chat. My new fiance is a diehard Steeler fan. I know they play in Pittsburgh this year, and we plan on going. When will the schedule be out? Most likely a couple weeks after the draft. It used to be back in the day they would have the schedule out a week or two before the draft was held, but now they've pushed it later and later. They like to have as many tentpole events as possible, and that has obviously become a huge kind of television event where they have their release show and all that. So yeah, I would say probably early May, first or second week of May would would be my suspicion. And hey, congratulations, new fiance! Pity about the Steelers fan, but the best part about that union right there is you can, for the rest of your life together, say, Honey, you know, I know I was supposed to take the garbage out, but, you know, the Packers did beat the Steelers in that Super Bowl. So I kind of have, you know, first dibs on everything forever. See how that works out. And then ask me why I'm divorced. Amy, thanks for Super Chat. I know it's just two spots, but could you see a scenario where we took their second rounders and asked to swap our firsts? Amy, I think it's possible. I'm sure it's in the conversation. I'd be surprised if uh, if that actually ended up transpiring. I think the Packers want a bit more. But that doesn't mean that it can't happen. And, hey, two spots. Give me the difference as far as, you know, blue-chip players. You never really know. You know, you got Rashawn Gary at 12. You get another Rashawn Gary at 13. I'm down with that. You know, you never know. There could be a very much a difference maker kind of in those two spots that you're, you're able to take. So, um, obviously though, that is up to the pro personnel, people, the, the college personnel, all the people within 1265 Lombardi to be able to determine who might be available there and to make the call of, well, well, this is probably, you know, worth it to do that along with the extra second round picks. Yeah. I'm not completely dismissing that idea out of hand. I think there's a possibility that that, that that happens. Curly Bill, thanks for the super chat. Flew over MetLife to Newark, some ugly real estate. Hey, man, we ain't out here in New York City area, New Jersey, what have you, trying to impress you, okay? Man, we're just trying to make things work. I don't know. You're right. It is ugly as so. hell. Ayahuasca, what's up? Thanks for the Super Chat. I know you said you would draft a QB and develop for QB, two, but wouldn't it be beneficial to love to have a vet on the sidelines during games? You mean like he had a vet in front of him for the last three years? I mean, sure, I don't know. What's he going to tell him. Hey, kid, they played cover two. Really? Because that's what the pictures tell me, too. I mean, yeah, I suppose. But the man understudied uh, under and with one of the greats of all time. I just don't know You know what Blaine Gabbert is going to tell him that the coaches aren't going to be able to or Tom Clements is going to be able to. You know what I mean? Again, I'd much rather have a young rookie to learn and develop along with love rather than. Some guy holding the clipboard that you're paying a couple mil to because he's taking a few snaps in the NFL. And that's not to discount experience, not to discount what a veteran presence could bring. I understand your point, and I think the Packers probably are looking that way. If they could ever get this Rodgers deal done, I think they probably will call some backup dudes and see if anybody's amiable to come into Green Bay to do exactly what you're talking about. I'm just of the mind of, man, let's 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 develop some talent at the most important position. That's just me. It's just my thought, my thought process. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. Nice and super chat. What's the hold up with Burns to the Cubs? Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. That's not funny, man. That ain't funny. There's nothing funny about that, man. Why are you up in here trying to get me upset on a Thursday? I know. I saw Burns hired the new agent, Boris. and He's gone. He gone. He gone. He gone. And I know I saw every, all these Brewers fans like, oh, well, you know, they, they screwed around with the 750,000, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He was gone anyway, people. They were never going to be able to keep him. And nothing they did with an arbitration was going to change that. They could roll out the red carpet, throw rose petals, and treat him like coming to America. It wouldn't matter. He gone. This is life as a Milwaukee Brewers fan. Oh, you got a really good player? He gone. He gone. Burns to the Cubs. Get the fuck out of here. Riley, thanks to the Super Chat. Just as impressive as QB play last 30 years is stability of GM and scouting last 30 years, straight from Wolf to Thompson to Goot. I very much agree. I think their program has proven that they know how to identify talent, how to put rosters together. There will always be naysayers. There will always be people saying they could have done this or they could have done that. And guess what? Every single general manager and every single personnel program has just as many, if not more, hits and misses. So many people love to pick apart everything Brian does wrong, everything Ted does wrong, everything Ron did wrong, but guess what? There's a reason they've won as many games as they have, and yes, they identified and developed two really good quarterbacks, no question about it, but they also found a bunch of really good football players. And I'm so sick and tired of people saying, oh, well, they just it's just the quarterbacks. Man, it is a team game. It is the ultimate team game. And you need people on that team to help said quarterbacks. So, so sick of it. Ryan, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Florio and Sims are crazy to think the Jets have the upper hand. How many primetime games do you expect? <laughs> Uh, well, Sims, I actually, you know, Sims, I listen to Chris. I worked with Chris and he can be out there and I get why people pile on him, but I know the man does the work and I know the man really is earnest in his rankings and like means what he says and he's not doing it for show. And yeah, sometimes it's out there and I think it's crazy, but I, I respect Chris. I really do. Mike, he just hates the Packers. We all know this. Like, that's not even well, hello. That's obvious. Uh, Vikings fan says, what? How many primetime games do I expect? Uh, three. Three. Sadly, probably two away, one at home. I hope it's flipped, though. Games are won in the trenches. Yes, yes, they are. 1,000%, which is why I really hope we get a defensive tackle in the draft. Need, need some need some help there. Oh Oh, here we go, Matthew. Matthew trying to stir it up here. Matthew says, should be interesting to see how bad Matt LaFleur gets exposed as a fraud this year. Matthew, what are you going to say if they're really effective on offense and efficient and move the football and score points? I'm sure you're going to be back here in six, seven months saying, wow, I was really wrong about Matt LaFleur. Oh, wait, no, you won't be. That's great. Okay, good. Man, so you Packers fans don't know how good they have it. It's hilarious to me. You talk about the most entitled town comment of the week. Congratulations, Matthew. Ring it up. Unbelievable. Justin, thanks for the Super Chat. Seems like Corey is pretty salty towards Rodgers. Yeah, it does kind of seem like that, doesn't it? Yeah, he, he's been uh, he's been a little pissed, a little irked, a little uh, over it for a bit now. And, hey, you guys know, I mean, I get accused of being a Rodgers hater all the time, which is adorable. But, you know, Corey doesn't hate Rodgers. He appreciates everything the man did. For the organization but he also recognizes that it's time and also i believe Corey would not reprimand me for saying this because i believe we are of like-minded here man no one human is bigger than the franchise or the organization and at some point when everything is beholden to one guy it is definitely time to move on and that time was last year and we we're a year later and it's very apparent how everything has been beholden to one person. That's unhealthy. It's a bad place for the organization to be. I don't begrudge Corey for feeling that way in any way, shape, or form. But hey, come on by the draft live stream all three days. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure Corey will have plenty to say. Um, I asked him actually yesterday. We had a cheesehead TV meeting, and I asked him if... He wanted to do a transplant, and unfortunately, we're not going to have time before the draft. Really wanted to get one out. Maybe, maybe I can convince him once the trade becomes official and he gets all in his feelings, and maybe I get him all emotional, and then I just spring it on him, and then he'll want to do it. That's possible, but right now, it's not. It's looking like we won't get Corey on camera until uh, the draft. Matt, thanks for the super chat. Big Dog and Cobb retiring? Well, I don't think so on Cobb. I know um, Bill Huber had a piece stating a couple weeks ago, I think two weeks ago, that Cobb intends to keep playing, um, whether it's in New York with Aaron or elsewhere. So I don't think so. Big Dog, it's a possibility. I haven't heard anything on Big Dog. Maybe there's something out there that I'm not aware of, but I haven't heard um, one way or the other on Big Dog. So we'll see. James, you know I was ninety ten towards quitting my job, but I found out they are planning for life without me, so I am telling them I want to continue working because my feelings are hurt. James, I don't know what do you well. What are you referencing there? What what could you possibly be referring to? Uh, just don't mention practice squad players with Corey, and you'll be fine. Correct. Um, Ray, yeah. Do you do draft coverage? Ray, yes, we cover all three days of the NFL draft. Live stream right here on Cheesehead TV. It's essentially one of our watch parties for three days. And let me tell you, things get randy on day three. (laughs) Especially get down to round six or seven. Holy Toledo. So, yeah, we'll be live all three days, all seven rounds. Join us. It gets funky in more ways than one. (laughs) Oh, man. What's the news on Robbie Gould? All I know is that he's out there. I know he uh, I believe I saw This is a while ago That he was out uh, in From San Francisco But I haven't seen That he signed with anybody And I don't expect him To sign with the Packers If that's what you're intimating um, the Packers can't afford A kicker like Robbie Gould pa- Packers probably can't afford Mason Crosby So We shall see <laughs> Big B Day 3 is a ride Yeah uh, who are your draft crushes, and why won't they play for Green Bay? Eric, so far, uh, Matt Landers, the wide receiver from Arkansas, has earned the dubious honor of being my draft crush. Um, much like Sky Moore last year, I knew and I know there's no way the Packers were ever to pick him simply because I like him. And the Packers have proven, if nothing else, that if I like a guy, ain't no way they picking him. And it used to really upset me. used to really get under my skin. The last time it really got me was I, in the worst way, wanted a linebacker that was dropping. It was there in the mid-20s, and I thought for sure the Packers were going to take him, and they took Kenny Clark instead, and I was so upset. I was so mad. And then Kenny Clark turned out to be Kenny Clark and, like, one of my favorite players of all time. So at, from that moment on, I've kind of been, like, given over to the fact that just because I like a guy doesn't mean the Packers don't know what they're doing and they're going to select somebody else. And that guy is going to turn out to be a great Green Bay Packer, and I'm going to be fine with that. So, uh, yeah, it's just there's nothing scientific about it. I just know if I like a guy, Packers ain't picking him. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Was your linebacker Miles Jack in his bad knees? Yes, Nick, it was Miles Jack. And by the way, bad knees. The Packers checked out his knee, and it was fine. I got word direct on that. But they went with Kenny Clark. And also, Miles Jack was pretty damn good there at the start with Jacksonville. Um, Any vet wide receiver help coming? Johnny, maybe, maybe right before the draft would be my guess. Now, who that would be, I have no idea. But... Uh, It's going to be Sammy Watkins-esque would be my guess. Now, hopefully, yes, a little healthier than Sammy Watkins, but that's the type of signing I would expect. I wouldn't expect some major name. Um, Now, I say that, and they'll sign OBJ as soon as I get done here. But, yes, I suspect they will add a veteran wide receiver, maybe in the trade with the Jets, though I doubt it. Um, But they will add a vet. Uh, Brian made it pretty clear he wants another guy in the building, and hell, they need the bodies, if nothing else. Do I think we lose Amos? Yes, I do. I know I, I saw Gil put up a nice piece at She Said TV about bringing Adrian back um, somewhat on a vet's minimum type contract or at least team-friendly. I'll be surprised if he doesn't, A, sign a contract someplace, and, B, if it's not in Baltimore. Uh, that would be my suspicion. But I'd love to have Amos back in the fold. I do think he had a down year last year. I do think he played much better down the stretch, especially in that Minnesota game in Lambeau. Um but, hey, you know, it takes two to tango, and I think the money's got to be right, and I think a lot of other teams can offer him a lot more than the Packers can. And that's, you know, just no knock on Amos. I think he's a really good player, um, and no, wish him nothing but the best. But, yeah, I'd be surprised if the Packers brought him back. Uh, I really like safety branch in this draft. Thoughts? Michael, I love him. The problem is, is his athletic testing is not within the thresholds of the traditional – Green Bay Packers draft pick. Um, I really like him as a player. I saw a report live on the scene today that Brian Gutekunst dabbed him up at the pro day. So anything's possible, but yeah, no, I, I'd i be surprised if he was a Packers selection just because of the testing. I mean, more often than not, the Packers adhere to, to their athletic testing, and I don't think he's going to fit the bill. Now that said, if there's a general manager in Packers lore here these last 30 years or so, Who has shown at least, you know, somewhat of a uh, a a possible, you know, looking past uh, the thresholds and maybe taking a guy a bit outside those thresholds? It's Brian. So maybe if he just loves the player, he takes the guy. It's possible. But yes, I like him. I don't think the Packers are going to take him though. Uh, Amos will probably go to Detroit. Yeah, New York Cheesehead, I don't know. I think they've done a lot of kind of patchwork on their secondary already in free agency. But maybe, perhaps, we'll see. Always possible. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go!